Have you ever wondered how to use YouTube to promote your business or personal brand? Have you ever fallen victim to losing hours of time in a YouTube black hole and want to know why? Then this episode is for you. Welcome to the Code City Podcast, where we help unleash the entrepreneur in everyone through talks, startups, boot camps, mentors, and events designed to give you the tools to innovate wherever you are. My name is Eric Williams, and I'm with my co-host, Nate Walk. And Nate, what video on the internet did you remember seeing that you thought, man, this was the first viral video you've ever seen? I'm pretty sure it was Charlie Bit My Finger. I think for me, it was uh, the evolution of dance, that Judson mm-hmm, Lapley thing. Yeah. And that had like, I don't even know if that's still top on YouTube, but it was... Uh, it was up there for a while. And why are we talking about YouTube? We actually have a talk today from a guy who is uh, started his own YouTube channel and is really trying to give us some actionable steps to take to promote businesses and, and to really kill it on YouTube. Uh, Gentry Perry, good friend of mine. And uh, actually, the way this came about was when we were building the YouTube for Code City, Gentry came over and started pointing out some things saying, hey, Nate, you should do this, you should do that. But I realized how he had a really good extensive knowledge beyond mine on how to run YouTube. You know, that was one of the things that I didn't really think about up until a couple years ago is that YouTube is a social media platform. You know, it's not just a video platform. It's not, it's not just like Netflix or like Hulu. It's actually a social media platform that is owned by content creators and and really anybody with a camera phone can update content. And so uh, this talk specifically is going to be for those of you who are interested in how to maybe promote your business or your personal brand on YouTube. Gentry has a lot of great ideas from a guy who uh, is trying to figure it out for himself as he goes along. What are some of the other things that Gentry's involved in? Well, I kind of know Gentry as a tech geek. He used to modify his Android phone and all of his, uh, he's a pro PC guy as opposed to Mac, mm. which is unusual for me to meet. Uh, he was always uh, modifying his computers, but he does everything. He can shoot and edit and produce video. He's a graphic designer, one of the best I know. He builds furniture. He does public speaking, and I think he's only 23 or 24 years old. Get ready to take some notes here, especially if you're looking for ways to get more active or to get your, your, your business started on YouTube. So tonight I'm talking to you about YouTube, and I'm mostly tips and tricks. Um, I kind of uh, summed it up to about five points, but we're going to be talking about a lot more than that. Um, now, uh, when I refer to uh, YouTube, the platform, um, you have to decide for yourself how you want to use the platform um, because not everybody here has the exact same job and the exact same purpose uh, for their business or for themselves in a personal manner. Um, some of you might want to make videos for your business. Um, some of you guys might want to make videos for yourself as an individual because you just want to do that. Um, you can create a career out of making videos on YouTube. That is our reality today. Um, that's not a reality that I'm yet living, all right? So take this all, I guess, with a grain of salt. If you're looking for a success story, I'm not there yet, but I'm on my way, hopefully. <laughs> so, um, but I have been doing a lot of research and I love studying things, I love looking at numbers, and I love, I love solving problems. And um, one thing that I've been doing is I, I decided about two months ago that I wanted to start officially uploading channels regularly to my YouTube channel. Um, This has been a dream for a long time, but one that I decided I wanted to make a reality, and so I started doing my research, and I started studying. And I found out just how complex the platform is, and how little I inherently knew on it. Um, I think that we all kind of consider ourselves intuitive learners, uh, but as much as you might think it is, the internet is not intuitive. Um, SEO is not intuitive. You can't just decide you know how something works. And so I did, I started doing some research and I found a lot of interesting things. Um, But before we go into kind of like the minutia of the web 
the website platform itself and the mechanics. Um, I want to talk to you about uh, hearts and minds, your heart and mind when it comes to making videos, um, because it's important. Um, even if you're doing this for a business, there still has to be a reason that you're making YouTube videos or you're making um, online internet videos. Um, you need to ask yourself, why are you making videos? Um, if you are running a company that has literally zero benefit from creating regular weekly videos, you don't need to make videos. That's not a very smart business decision. I know that we, and some of you, I think, kind of gave me looks like, well, of course, Gentry, what are you talking about right now? I think that a lot of people, especially people who are on the precipice of being the most cutting edge um, industry leaders today, feel like they have to keep up with every single trend that is happening at this moment. And in one aspect, that's true. You do need to be aware, but you don't have to be the master of all of them. Um, and so you have to decide for yourself, does my business or does my personality, does whatever I'm doing make sense to make videos on regularly? You need to decide that, you need to come up with that. Um, second of all, you need to uh, figure out what's called your value proposition. Um, I'm sure some of you have heard that and uh, maybe some of you haven't, but basically you have to decide and you have to come to conclusions about what is valuable about what you're doing versus what everybody else is doing. Um, do you know, uh, I, 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 I'm literally on YouTube every single day, maybe for a couple hours every day. Either, either I'm watching or I'm learning or I'm creating. One of those things. And do you know how many um, gaming YouTube channels there are? Hundreds of thousands. That's how many creators there are of ga like gaming YouTubers. Because that's one of the biggest and most popular things. And you know what I'm trying to do? Gaming YouTubing. So. Uh, <laughs> I have to figure out something that makes me valuable to everybody else that everybody else isn't providing, right? Um, but do you know, if you ever look up like woodworking or mechanicing, like mechanics jobs on YouTube, you will find only a few dozen channels, maybe just a couple hundred channels that are specializing in this, and they have terrible video quality, terrible audio quality, terrible production value, and yet they have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of views. Now that seems like so backwards. You're like, well, Gentry, wait, wait, you're telling me that the industry that's pouring its heart and soul and money into it can't scrape you know, dozens of views per video, and yet some guy with his phone that's showing you how to fix a 2011 Kia Soul has 30,000 views on that video. Because the value proposition is so obvious. You know, the, Those people are doing something that nobody else is doing, and they don't have to work very hard for that. Um, so you really have to decide that what sets you apart, what is your value proposition, um, and I'm still discovering it. I don't think that you shouldn't start making videos before you come up with that conclusion because then you'll never make a video in your life. You'll never upload a, a, a video to the channel in your life because you're like, what am I doing? What makes me special? What makes me different? You don't even know yet. You, you have to try. You have to get into it. But eventually, you can't just ignore that question altogether because um, there are tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people who are already trying to do maybe what you're doing, and you have to come to some real hard conclusions about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, so uh, now to kind of get into more of the mechanics of this, um, I'm an information guy. Uh, I love knowing why things work and how they work. And so uh, I started looking up, you know, how to create a successful YouTube channel. And I started Googling that question. I started looking around. There is a YouTube channel dedicated to that. It's called Creator Studio, and they have 600,000 subscribers. And that, that, that YouTube channel is dedicated to creating 
They're helping people create successful YouTube channels, which means 600,000 people are subscribed to receive those regular uh, videos in their subscription box. And so um, uh, they, what, what everybody says unanimously, what everybody says is the eye attracts. The eye attracts to what is important. The eye is, is one of the most important things. It's our main way of interacting with the interface of YouTube and on the internet. Um, and so you know what the number one important thing is thumbnails. Thumbnails is probably one of the most important things on earth. Has anybody ever heard of the term clickbait? Hopefully, everybody's heard of that because it's a very common term. Um, uh, if you haven't, I'm, I'm worried about you in this speech tonight. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but clickbait is this thing where people create misleading thumbnails to get, just to get you to click onto the video, regardless of what content is actually being shown on the video, because they know that if they can at least get your click, they're 50% there to get it be having a successful YouTube channel. They're 50% there into having successful videos because you don't have to have that grade of content to get so many viewers. You just have to get it in enough people's faces. And that sounds really um, cynical in a way, but it's just true. If you can get your stuff in enough people's faces and minds, you will become successful with this eventually. Um, and so uh, thumbnails, uh, you have to communicate a lot in your thumbnail, but it has to be eye-grabbing. Why do you think people put so many arrows in thumbnails? It's immediately leading your eye, and then it's putting something that's kind of blurred out maybe. It's creating a mystery. It's creating something that you want to find out more about. And so immediately they're communicating to you through thumbnails, and you click on the video, and then you hear an 11-year-old that you don't really want to listen to talk about something completely different than what was in the thumbnail. But they got your attention. They got you there. Um, but I, I want to warn you, and this is for a couple different things. This is for thumbnails, tags, uh, titles, descriptions. Do not lie. Um, a lot of people lie in the thumbnail. They're like, I bought a $1 million car. And then you click on the video, and then they sit in a $1 million car. And they're like, I'm not going to buy that. And you're like, well, what, why'd you title the video of that then? Like, I was expecting you to buy a $1 million car. You immediately, if you are lying, through your description, through your titles, through your thumbnails, you are creating distrust immediately with your consumer. Um, and then that consumer is no longer going to want to find out or, uh, or go after your product anymore because you've created distrust with them. So it's creating, um, it's creating an appeal, it's creating a mystery, but you're not lying, huh? I'm sorry? Unless, yeah, unless it's a really funny lie. Once it becomes satire, I think that's, that's something else. But you're right. I mean, it can go anywhere. Um, so uh, thumbnails, I have to say, are, are probably the most important um, as far as the visual aspects go. Um, you want to uh, create banner art, your profile picture. I'd say probably the second most important visual aspect to your channel is your icon. Because, again, if somebody sees a post, First thing they see is your thumbnail. Second thing they see is your icon. I have seen people who just have like a, like a random picture in a party with multiple people in it. And I'm like, who's the creator? Like, I'm literally just giving them the time of day by looking at the thumbnail and then at the icon. If I don't clearly understand who you are and what you're doing by that first, I usually don't want to click on the video. Again, sounds super cynical, but it's just true. You have to think about this as a person. You like waft through hundreds of different pieces of internet content a day just by scrolling through your Facebook feed, you need to have a lot communicated to you very quickly. 
Um, and so that's going through the thumbnails and through the icons. And then on the banner photo, if you're directing people to your subscription page um, through uh, advertisement. But you know, I think that's neither here nor there. I think those are the two most important visual elements first. Um, second is tags, titles, and descriptions. Um, uh, that's, that's going to be what this next portion I'm going to be telling you about. So YouTube wants your videos to get views. And, and inherently, some of you guys are like, I don't know, really? Yeah, YouTube wants people to see your video who want to see your video. Because if you're making content that, I don't know, 10,000, 100,000, a million people want to watch, that means more time that they're going to be spending on their website. So they want you to get views. But in order for you to get views on videos that you are creating, you have to properly tag them. You have to properly title them. You have to properly add descriptions to them. Your videos need to be found, and they need to be found organically. Um, really quick, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but never pay money for subscriptions or views. Um, there's a lot of services out there that say, if you pay us $10, we'll get 10,000 subscribers to your channel. And immediately, that sounds very enticing. Because we all are like, whoa, 10,000 subscribers, that's a lot. Or if you pay us $10, we'll get 100,000 views on your channel. And what they do is they create bots, little programs that create accounts that then give views to whatever is happening. Um, that's an unwise decision, because what happens immediately is the bots do their work, and then they leave forever. And so what YouTube sees happen on the channel, because YouTube created a program or an algorithm that is constantly surveying everything. And if they see that your channel has 10,000 subscribers, but only 10 views, they're like, oh, this isn't a very successful YouTube channel. Because what's happening is all these people are coming, subscribing, and then they don't watch anything. You know, the YouTube algorithm is paying attention to all of the key aspects. And if pieces of that puzzle are missing, if you have a lot of subscribers, but not a lot of views, a lot of views, but not a lot of subscribers, it's telling the algorithm, something's off here, and most people probably aren't interested in this. It actually can be more detrimental. You can literally destroy a YouTube channel before you build it by trying to pay for subscriptions and views. They can literally be gone and unsalvageable uh, at a certain point. So I just wanted to take a moment and tell you guys about that. Um, so uh, I'm not an SEO expert or a search engine optimization expert. Um, I, I wish I was because that's, I think, going to be uh, one of the highest paying job, if not the highest paying job for your average Joe in the next five, 10 years, if it's not already. Um, but uh, it, a, a, just a really quick real life application reference is a, a website called A Better Way to Web. And that's called A Better Way to uh, Web. And what that does is you type in a few keywords for your video and it shoots out at you the most popular tags for the keywords that you just gave it. Um, and a very useful and applicable tool. Uh, now, if there's any, there's very high possibility that somebody in here is an SEO expert, and you're probably like, Gentry, this is very bad advice that you're giving them. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is all the research that I've done. Um, and uh, I'm sure that there are better ways. But it will work for now. Uh, <laughs> If you're just getting started, then I'm sure this will be better than just typing in your favorite words. Uh, <laughs> be careful about that. <laughs> um, and uh, titles should be accurate, enticing, and consistent. Um, if you're creating a series called XYZ, uh, you know, episode one, uh, person's name, then like whatever it is, if it's an ongoing series, make sure that everything is titled consistently. Um, because again, uh, when, when you watch Netflix, 
Who here only watches one episode of a TV show every week on Netflix? Couple, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, who watches a few episodes or a season at a time? You know, most of us, right? That's how it, it, uh, entertainment is consumed these days. And so if you have weird or nonsensical ways of describing or um, titling your videos, you make it more difficult for the person who wants to engage in your content. Um, I have a series right now, again, gaming series, Sorry if you're not a gamer, it's a Pokemon series right now. And uh, I, I know, some of you giggle, but it's true, I know, it's funny. Um, and you do, ep uh, you do series name, uh, I do, what I do is I do um, title of video, game being played on, episode one. Title of video, game being played on, episode two, obviously fill in those blanks. Um, and uh, what that does is so now, if somebody starts watching that series and they're like, oh, I like this series, they immediately, I train them immediately where they're at and where they need to go if they want to see more, you know? It's just that simple. And I think that a lot of us just don't put the thought or energy into thinking about how consistency matters so much, how you are always training people. Um, every single interaction they have with your website, with your videos, with whatever you're doing, you're training them at every single moment along the way. And consistency is the way to train them and to bring them back for more. Um, so uh, uh, descriptions are often overlooked. Um, uh, descriptions are the gateway to immediate information about you, though. Um, I, was, I remember a few weeks ago I was talking to Nate, and I, uh, and, and I hope Nate doesn't feel any offense about this, but I, I was looking in his video, and he had tags. There were, I think there were some tags, um, but there was no description. And I was like, whoa, why don't you have any, you have nothing written here. And he was like, I don't know, I just, I have the title, I have the tags. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't, no, 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 I would never say that. Um, I was like, I was, <laughs> no. Um, I was like, you have to have a description because here's the deal. If I'm going to the Code City YouTube channel and I'm like, what's all this about? You know, I'm interested in this, whatever. And I click on the video and your average person does not love you immediately. <laughs> you know, if they do, it's, it's a little weird. Um, <laughs> your average person is just somewhat interested in what you're doing. And so if I'm somewhat interested in Code City and I'm like, what's all this about? Open the description box, nothing is there. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, walk, I, I, I don't watch anymore. I don't look anymore. I'm not, doing, I'm not gonna do research. I don't, as your average viewer, I don't care, you know? I, again, not trying to be cynical, just trying to be real. Um, your average viewer doesn't care. And so what you need to do is you need to give them all the information that they could ever think of in the description box organized neatly. Um, so what I do in all my videos is I do description of the video, description of my channel, um, maybe my value proposition in there. Uh, it depends on how kind of, I don't know, uh, cheesy you want to be. I'm a cheesy person though. Um, uh, and then underneath that I put my contact information, I put my, uh, all of my social media accounts, I put, a, I put ways in order to get a hold of me or my content from all of the different facets that I do because that's what those people are most likely looking for if they clicked in the description box. You know what I mean? In your description box you should not just put this video is about this because I knew that if I watched your video. I don't need you to tell me in words. I need you to give me ways to get in contact with you, uh, ways to find your social media channels, ways to, to do all that stuff. Because I'm, if I'm looking in there, I want to figure out more about who you are. Next thing I want to talk about, uh, consistency. Um, like many things, YouTube is a marathon, not a race. Um, flukes happen, though. 
people will get a million views on a cinnamon challenge or something, you know, like it, it, even these days, you never know what's going to blow up. I don't think that anybody can create a formula for um, viral videos, although they've tried. Um, but uh, the best way, if you want to create a sustainable YouTube channel that will either create income or has the potential to create income, you have to be consistent. You must be consistent. If you're not consistent, you don't have a chance. Um, I've seen uh, YouTube channels who have had, uh, I believe I was watching one that had 500,000 subscribers and they had an average of 100,000 views per week. That's awesome. That's, that's great. They're on their way to mega stardom in YouTube world. Um, and then they stopped for about three months. Just stopped. They, life happened. Something happened. I don't know. Um, I'm not in their business. I don't want to be. Uh, <laughs> you know. But what happened, I saw that they, they put a new video out. And this one only had 12,000 views. And I was like, interesting. And then they put that video out the next week. And this one had 14,000 views. And I was like, that's wild. People are no longer trained to look at their videos. They've lost a lot of rapport with the subscribers that they've had. They've, they've lost so much traction in a relatively short amount of time. Now, why is that? Um, and I think that that brings us into our next point, and I think one of my final points here is algorithm. And this is going to be a long one. It's a lot of information, and it's a lot of uh, guesswork. Sorry, it's true. I mean, I'll explain why. But the algorithm was seeing that, and they were like, huh, something's, uh, something's a little off here. Um, they, the algorithm detected that they were not getting a lot of views for a long amount of time. And, they, you know, and so what the algorithm does is YouTube... Uh, First of all, does anybody not know what I mean when I say the algorithm? Does anybody like not? Because I can go into a more deeper explanation about that. Yeah. So YouTube as a company, uh, Google as a company owns YouTube. Um, Google has created uh, basic programs that go throughout all of their, uh, their, the things that are uploaded to them. And it, it decides what is important and what people want to see and what is not important and what people don't want to see. Because people upload everything. Um, you know, my Nana uploads a video every single day about her day, and she's not trying to gain a following, and, and YouTube understands that, and it's not trying to give her a following. She just does it because she likes it. You know what I mean? So it's like, or people will upload their birthdays, their wedding videos, photos, whatever. It's, it's literally just a platform where you can just store stuff. And YouTube's not trying to push those things out to you, right? How annoying would that be if you went out onto YouTube's page and you were getting somebody's bar mitzvah and then a birthday party and then 12 videos of somebody at a bar. And you're just like, I don't, I don't care about any of this. So YouTube created a program or an algorithm and it, just, it looks over everything and it says, what's going to make Nate spend the most time on this website today. And so, because that's what they want. They want you there. They want you to spend as much time that you can watching videos, interacting with the content, because uh, what happens when you spend more time watching videos? Does anybody know? Ads, exactly. You spend more time watching ads. And the advertisements are how they make their money. And so if they can get you watching four hours of content on YouTube that day, they get you watching 30 minutes of ads, which feels really good to everybody's pockets. And so um, uh, what they're doing is they, they created this program to keep you there as long as they can so that you'll watch more ads and you'll get content that you like. Hey, win-win. Um, so uh, the algorithm, that's the algorithm. It's, it's this program that's designed to feed you things that you want 
to then, uh, I will take questions afterwards, but hold on to it, write it down. Um, uh, the, the algorithm is there to get, feed you things that you want, so you'll spend more time there, so you'll see more ads, so everybody can make more money. Yay. Um, so I, I know, it's just that easy. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's way more complex than I could ever understand. Um, so we've talked about consistency. That is one thing. That is one of the pieces to the algorithmic puzzle. Um, it sees consistency. It sees how often you're uploading. Um, another thing is retention time. So uh, if you're making a video that's 45 minutes long, but people are only watching a total of five minutes, um, you need to really take a step back and consider, as the video maker, am I doing the right format? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? Because what YouTube sees from that engagement is it says that, oh, you're making 45 minutes of content. People are only watching five minutes. You must be only interesting about five minutes of the time. You know, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the basic idea that it's getting. And so it's not going to recommend you to a ton of different people because you're not retaining people. You're not keeping people on their website. You're not keeping people watching your videos so that they can get that precious ad revenue. And so it'll share, it'll, it'll recommend a video to some, a different video so that they can keep them there longer. And so um, you need to con consider uh, changing the format, uh, figuring out how to get the most retention time with the longest amount of videos. Um, uh, there's another thing that I, uh, I, I, I say that length of videos matters. Um, it's still kind of, I guess, in the thought process as, as far as a lot of people are when they're considering the algorithm. Um, some people think that the, the 20 minute, the 15 to 20 minute uh, time slot for a video length is perfect right now because you're getting multiple ads running on the same video. And if you can retain people for that entire amount of time, that's really good for YouTube. Um, other people are focusing on shareability. And so they're saying, well, maybe I don't get a million people watching my 20-minute video, but I'll get a million people to watch my five-minute video. More ads, you know what I mean? So um, there's several different focuses. Um, a large par uh, portion of the community that does long-form content um, is is going all in on that. I think that everybody kind of universally agrees that two-minute videos, um, five-minute or below videos are not very good. Um, what you're seeing a lot of the biggest YouTubers do right now is 10-minute videos or multiple five-minute videos. Um, for instance, has anybody heard of Good Mythical Morning? Anybody heard of that? A couple of you. They are a people, they do a morning uh, YouTube show every single day. Every single day, it's these two guys. I think they're in their 40s. Their name's Rhett and Link, and they provide a YouTube video every single day. They were doing it at the 15-minute mark last season. They cre I know, it's like TV. It's seriously getting that complex. And uh, this season, they completely broke that process. And now they're doing four, five to 10-minute videos every single day. Now, why would they do that? They're splitting their audience. Nobody's going to keep up with five videos a day, right? Or most people won't, at least. What they're doing is they're saying, well, we're going to focus more on shareability than we are retention time for a longer video. So if we can get a million more people to watch this video today um, than we did yesterday, boom, that's, that's awesome. We're going to retain them for that full amount of time, get the full ad revenue on that. So again, these are, all, these are speculations. I'm not going to tell you any of this is fact. It's just what people are thinking at the moment. Um, and one more thing, and uh, this crowd probably doesn't need to hear this too much. Um, uh, but there's something that happened on YouTube a little while ago that's worth talking about. It was called the Adpocalypse. Um, I know, these people come up with excellent terms. The Adpocalypse. What happened uh, was that YouTube's advertisers pulled out 
like 50% of them, something crazy like that. 50% of the advertisers were like, we're not advertising on your platform anymore because it's, I don't want my Samsung ad played before some kid who's going to drop the F-bomb every two minutes. You know, that doesn't look good on my company. I don't want to be a part of it. We're out. And so YouTube consequently was like, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, don't, don't get too crazy. Don't, don't run away yet, all right? And so what YouTube started to do is they started, um, they created a algorithm to search out for what's called their community guidelines. Um, every time you create a YouTube channel, you're introduced to the community guidelines. They say uh, don't use excessive vulgarity or profanity, no nudity, and uh, stuff like that. It was never really upheld. It was a it's literally what it was, a guideline. They were just like, don't do that most of the time. And they really cracked down on nudity. You know, they're not trying to become a pornography website. So they were like, no, 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 no nudity. Uh, <laughs> not, on this, not on this website. But after they cracked down, the, uh, the YouTube algorithm that they created to search out all of the profanity and vulgarity was hitting a lot of people. And it hit their wallets first. Um, so, for instance, you're, the biggest YouTuber right now is a guy named PewDiePie. He's got 60 million subscribers, and most of his content is swearing uh, in video games. I mean, literally, even fans of the guy would say he's mostly just swearing in video games. Those are the two things that he does most. And every single video that gets tagged with um, vulgarity, profanity, nudity, it becomes demonetized. So, if he threw a video out there, and uh, you know, let's say he gets an average of a million views per video, which is low. Um, immediately, YouTube would scan that video, see if there's anything dirty going on, and then if there was, demonetize it. You can't make money off of that video anymore. And so this doesn't concern a lot of us. I don't think any of us here are running full-time YouTube channels at this point. But it's worth noting, you know, um, if you're looking to create a YouTube channel, it's going to get in the eyes of the most viewers. They're focusing on wholesome, clean content right now because that's what they can show in, the most, in front of most people's faces. Um, so just something to keep in mind. Um, so uh, I guess coming to the conclusion, um, I probably had more than five tips. Um, I, but, you know, I, I, everybody likes those odd numbers, right? Five tips, seven tips. Um, and so I just wanted to, I guess I was clickbaiting you a little bit. But I gave you more. Um, uh, I think that the biggest piece of advice that I can give to anybody who is trying to start a YouTube channel, trying to gain traction on YouTube, and not just for personal use but for business use, is to start. Um, just to start. You will never have enough equipment. You will never have just the right editors, just the right video team, just the right whatever, uh, but just start making videos. Because literally, I mean, I've wanted to be a YouTuber, and I'm not joking, for five years. Ever since, I was, you know, I, ever since I thought that I could become a YouTuber, I was like, I want to do that. I never made videos, though, because I was like, oh, I'm too nervous. I'm, I'm not comfortable enough in front of the camera. People aren't going to like me. Uh, my equipment's not good enough. And guess what that produced? Nothing. I, I produced nothing from that. And so I decided one day, I was like, if I want to do this, I have to start doing it. And my first few videos, they're what the kids call cringy. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard that, but basically you're like, ugh. Um, you, you know, I'm not immediate, I was not immediately comfortable in front of the camera. My voice, a little shaky. My uh, talking, a little boring, not going to lie. You know, I wouldn't watch myself, okay? I'm just telling you honestly. But now versus then, I'm way better. I'm not the best. I still don't think I'd watch myself. But I'm, I'm getting better, you know? And I, and I want to be the kind of YouTuber that I would want to watch one day. Um, 
And so uh, I think that that's the biggest piece of advice that I can give is just to, just to start uh, and just start producing content. If you don't feel comfortable uploading the first couple, then don't, but fully produce them like you're going to. Get comfortable in front of the camera, get comfortable doing whatever it is you want to do on the platform. It's a very versatile platform. If you've got a crazy idea, you're like, Gentry, but what if I want to do this weird thing? Do it. That's even better. Do something weird on YouTube. I mean, that's what gets the views, man. Um, uh, and then I guess uh, a p my last piece of applicable advice would be to, um, if you are looking to make an investment or you have made investments, start with audio. Um, start with audio. Uh, if, if, if I go to somebody's video and they have stunning, beautiful visuals, but it sounds like they're recording from underneath of a toilet, I will not watch their videos. I will not. It, but because the, video, the visuals are just uh, sprinkles, you know what I mean? People listen to radio, I listen to podcasts all the time, and I don't get any visuals. So if you're going to start somewhere, I guess my first piece of advice is to start with audio, um, whatever that looks like for you. Um, so microphones, you know, you know, I'm not here to give you all the research, you do the research on your own. Um, uh, so that is uh, my speech on tips on how to improve uh, your videos or your YouTube making. Well, yet again, uh, there are so many practical takeaways from this one talk. And Nate, what were some of the things that, uh, that you'll be taking away from what Gentry had to say? Well, I really enjoyed hearing his story and how he's doing things, and especially that he created a basically a bullet point list for us to follow, kind of a checklist we can go down and make sure that we implement these certain strategies on our own YouTube channel. Yeah, and I think it was really good for Gentry to bring where he is in the process because he's he's not a YouTuber that has millions of subscribers or millions of views, but he's someone that is uploading. He's in the grind right now. He's hustling it. He's uploading consistently. And if you go to his YouTube channel, you can really see that he's practicing what he's preaching. And I think that he's being able to show all of us that even if you follow all the steps, success isn't immediate. You still have to work for it. Yeah, and that's one of the cool things about Gentry is he was open and transparent with where he was. He wasn't pretending to be a huge success story, but he's done a lot of research and he's implementing these strategies himself. And it's fun to watch it happen. And that's what's really fun to meet and interact with people who are doing it every day, who are creating, who are getting it out there and just grinding it out and doing things the right way. And so I'm really glad that Gentry was able to share that. And sometimes that's really what you need as a creator, as an entrepreneur, as an innovator is to be around other people and to see examples of what success looks like, but also what that hard work and determination looks like in the process. And so, Nate, I know that uh, you're an entrepreneur, you're a designer on your own. Um, what are some of the things that you've, the obstacles you've had to overcome when success just doesn't seem immediate? I think it's in just fear. There's an internal kind of a panic that can set in when you don't have, you know, every Friday I'm getting this paycheck for this much. Mm. Yeah, there's a switch that happens where you, you know, you build momentum over time and you know that the revenue comes in regularly enough that you can budget and live differently. But that doesn't mean that there aren't times where things are scary. Sure. And that's one of the things that, that I love about the Code City community is not only on those Monday night talks, you can get around other people who have been there before and who could say, you know, what's the worst can happen? Or could say, hey, you know, I've, I've failed in that area of 10 times and I've still gotten up the 11th and started over again. And um, that's really why we put together our Code City startup team. It's a team of people who have uh, specific uh, expertise in different areas to help you with your new idea, to help you innovate wherever you are, to help you get your business on the ground. 
ground and running or to give your business that shot in the arm that it needs to reinvent itself in some cases as well. So you go to CodeCity.co for all of that information. Make sure that you subscribe to Gentry on YouTube and uh, give him some encouragement on some of the content that he's producing. Check us out on a Monday night at Rust Belt Coffee and keep innovating wherever you are.